So I finished internship, mm-hmm. thank God, and then <laughs> thank God, um, yes. I was posted to one of the most unlikely places. So just before we finished internship, we'd go for some leadership. Okay, I think it was leadership. It was the Uganda Management Institute. They would take you for five days to uh-huh. learn certain things. Mm-hmm. So when we're there, then now um, people would come to talk about potential job opportunities mm-hmm. because um, it was very difficult to be posted in the National Referral Hospital. It was already full. Mm. And then there were some few hospitals around Kampala. Everybody wanted to stay in Kampala. Mm. So if you didn't get posted to Mulago, mm. there were some big private uh, mission hospitals. You could be posted there. Mm. Then the other option was now being thrown into <laughs> thrown mm. into a district hospital mm. in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And of course, none of us wanted to be posted mm. up country. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, that was normal. Mm. None of us wanted to be posted up country. Mm. So when we were in that meeting, a group came, and um, this was a hospital mm-hmm. three kilometers from Museveni's village home, mm-hmm. the president's village home. Mm. Oh, he's president at the time. He was president at okay. the time. Mm. Yes, mm. he was president at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he has um, been for a while. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the president had. Um, I think I, I think it was done as soon as he took power. Mm. I don't really know when the thing was set up. Mm. So he's, the place where he comes from is very sparsely populated. Mm-hmm. It's a nom- they are nomads. They have a lot of people have a lot of cattle, mm-hmm. like huge expanses of land. You can, if you are like in the middle of this place, you can look around you and you can see your neighbor. Oh man! This is how big people's mm. land were. Mm. And so, if you have such a sparsely populated population, then distances to healthcare mm. were very long. Obviously, yes. Mm. I've seen somebody who traveled for 48 hours to get Whoa. to hospital. You know, first Whoa. of all, road transport. So you walk and walk and walk and walk, and then somewhere you have to, to I don't know, they have to carry you on the back. And so mm. it was really difficult. Mm. So when he came, I think he saw there was a huge need. So he set up this. It was mm. a community hospital. Mm. Um, so he got, I think, some donations, I don't remember, from Hungary or something. Mm. And they set up this place in the middle, literally in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And so these people come and they tell us we're looking for doctors for this hospital. Mm. And um, like, okay, um, why are you looking for doctors? Mm-hmm. So this hospital has been, had been set up. The first doctors, I think, were from Hungary, mm. Austria, they're from Austria. Mm-hmm. And so these Austrian doctors had come, it mm. was like a project. And then mm-hmm. I think afterwards they left. Mm. Then they got some other doctors. They had never gotten Ugandan doctors mm. to work in that hospital. Mm-hmm. Now the last doctors had just left. Mm in very acrimonious circumstances. Mm-hmm. So they were looking for now mm. doctors to man this hospital. Mm-hmm. So I think about it, I'm like, okay, why not? Mm. So two of us sign up mm-hmm. and they they brought a truck, mm-hmm. a Tata truck, mm-hmm. loaded our stuff from mm-hmm. Kampala. Mm-hmm. We sat in the front cabin and they drove us to this place in the middle of nowhere. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so we get there and it was one block. I think it had a small road, about 40 beds, mm. um, small theater. They, they'd small actually lab. put up an establishment or yeah, yeah, was, it was it a container? No, 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 it was a hospital. It was okay. like a, a permanent okay. block, but like just Great. one block. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So we get there mm. and the first thing we find is that um, it was not on the main grid electricity, so it had solar power. Mm. 
and at around 11 p.m., they, like the lights would just go off. Okay. <laughs> the system was that old. It was about six years old, mm. and the power would just go off like mm. at 11 p.m. Mm. And then you'd light hurricane lamps mm. and put them in the wards. Mm. So if you wanted to do, um, before they had a generator, mm. so if you wanted to do like a, an emergency surgery at night, you can't. You'd no, no. You'd switch on the generator. You so you'd have to go find somebody. Sure, 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 sure. Get fuel. Yeah. The generator. Whoa. Switch it on. Mm. And then sterilize mm. things. Mm. And then do surgery. Mm. So it, if you if it, if there was like an emergency, mm. you needed about an hour and a half mm. to do the emergency surgery mm. because that's how long it took you to switch on the generator and sterilize. We mm. had some autoclave which was using steam, mm. but which would only work with the generator. Mm. So you put the generator. Autoclave things mm. and then set up and then do this emergency mm. emergency surgery yeah. two hours later. Yeah. So that was the thing. Mm. Um, water was rainwater. Mm. There was mm. a borehole mm. which was not connected to anything. So the patients used borehole and then the hospital used mm. rainwater. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No phone. Uh, Network connection. There was no that time. There was no. Mm. I think mobile phones came mm. Mm. around that time. Mm. That's, what, that's how old I am. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was a post office. Mm. <clears throat> so if you wanted, if people wanted to contact you, mm. they would call the post office. Mm. Then the postmaster would send somebody on a bicycle mm. with a note that says you have a phone call. Mm. And so you should come there by, mm. let's say 12. Mm. So you go there and sit. While you're sitting, there are people waiting also have been told to come and the person has not called back. Mm. And there are people waiting to call, mm. uh, to flash somebody mm. so the person can call them back because it was very expensive. <laughs> so you sit and wait, wait, and if you're lucky, the other person calls back. Mm. And you're like in a small open space and everybody's listening to this conversation oh. on your on the phone. That's how, yeah, isolated this place was. Oh, wow. And so we go, we go there, two of us, straight out of medical school. Mm. This guy was my classmate. Mm. And uh, he becomes the medical superintendent. I become the deputy mm. uh, medical superintendent. Mm. I don't know why. Mm. Like, how could that be? <laughs> um, I was the woman, so I had to be the deputy. He was the man. Had to be the medical superintendent. <laughs> was that the reason, though? It must have been. Like, what, how else? Like, what other? Because you are both. Um, we are from the same class, yeah. literally. Mm -hmm. So there was no other reason. Mm. It was like no more. Like, mm. there's medical soup and deputy then mm. medical soup is man deputy mm. is woman okay so we go there mm. two of us mm. and um, try to run a hospital mm. wow <laughs> i think the most stressful time of my life three oh, years yeah? like oh, yeah? the most stressful time mm. of my life mm. because you get there as i've said hospital no running water no power mm. no electricity mm. all these things like you make up as you go mm. money huge mm. problem mm. Because it was a paying hospital, mm. people had to pay, mm. and and then, yeah, like we start budgeting, mm. like <laughs> make money and buy drugs, mm. buy fuel for the generator, slash the compound, Ooh. buy gloves and mm. make sure the hospital is clean, mm. pay salaries of the nurses, mm. and still keep money to buy more drugs so mm. that the hospital can keep running. Mm. Wow, we learned management, finance, HR, admin, everything that you possibly everything, can, everything like crash mm. course. Mm. crash course like mm. um crisis mm. after crisis mm. and we got there mm. and we pulled up the hospital because by the mm. time we came we went there the hospital was almost dead mm. like people had given up because mm. as i said the predecessors mm. had left in acrimonious circumstances mm. so there was lack lot of lack of trust mm. and then we get there and yeah people start hearing oh they are new doctors oh they are mm. new doctors they are new doctors mm. they are new doctors so people start coming and the more patients that came then 
that's how it was possible to mm. to keep running because you could make money yeah and then you know buy drugs and yeah. pay stuff yeah but it was a huge steep learning, learning curve, curve. <laughs> yeah for us yeah and um, we go there and we work as i've said stress to doctors mm. so <clears throat> and a couple of nurses though you yeah, had, yeah, the, you had we, more we had nurses yeah. we had people in the lab mm. we had somebody in the pharmacy mm. we had more people mm. but really the stress was that um if my colleague was away mm. then i was on call mm. like 24 7. Mm. so you mm. wake up in the morning eight mm. o'clock you are there mm. you, you do the outpatient mm. you finish outpatient you don't even finish you you see like the first batch you go and do ward rounds Comes because we had uh, we had admissions we had 40 beds you Oof. do admissions and then if you're there there's an emergency mm. those people liked fighting so there were lots of trauma <laughs> people cuts on their heads and yeah. broken legs and all yeah. so you do that and then of course the occasional emergency c-section mm. you do that and then like at um like my lunch i, I used to skip lunch a lot mm. like lunch was not part of what it was not about. important yeah because there was so much to do mm. and then at around five o'clock now you're going home when you're about to go home, then you see like a uh, double indicator. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they are bringing somebody else. Okay, forget yeah. going oh, home. Let's deal with this emergency, deal with that emergency. Then you go back home at eight o'clock. You're there just about have dinner. Then you see the lights coming uh, up the uh, hill uh, to your house. Uh, 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 oh, doctor, there's another emergency. Or the other patient has oh, taken a turn for the worst. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. So like, uh, so the very, president, okay. you say the president Museveni had set this place up with yes. some resources. Does he ever, did he ever keep in touch or his team keep in um, touch with the hospital? Yes, the team know? did. They're the ones who like recruited us. Mm -hmm. So there was like a management board. Mm. And so they, they kept in touch. Mm. And, um, but, oh my God, <laughs> it was very stressful. Mm. I, I, I think my faith and my passion to be a doctor was killed, like literally died because of the period. during that period yeah but part of it were those other systemic issues yeah i think they were they were like they so, kept on uh, um cre creeping up yeah so um hiv at that time was really at its peak yeah there were no arabs mm. so if you got an hiv positive person mm. you you treated whatever it is that brought them mm. many times it was tb yeah uh, or pneumonia the other opportunities Oh, the opportunistic infections. Mm. You, you dealt with those. Mm. And then one year down the line, mm. they got the big one. Mm. Most people used to die from cryptococcal meningitis. Mm. So you you treat these people. Many many of them came with TB. Many, mm. many people came with TB. Mm. And TB was one of the most rewarding mm. <laughs> diseases you could treat because mm. somebody would come when they can't talk, they can't mm. walk, they can't eat. Mm. They are really sick. Mm. And then you put them on treatment five days. Mm. You the, go and the person is sitting up in bed and their so whole much face better. has changed. Mm. It was so rewarding mm. treating TB cases. Mm. So then people recover mm. after we treat, I think would keep them for, I don't remember, a month or so and then we discharge them. Mm. Then they would stay on treatment. Mm. It was so rewarding. You mm. see the person after six months, you mm. can't believe it's the same person. Mm. And then three months later they come, oh, you know, doctor, I got this thing, happy zoster. Oh, okay, you treat it. Then like one year, this person comes, I have severe headache. And then you would know this person is going to die because it was so difficult to treat cryptococcal meningitis. So these are people who you had made some kind of connection. Mm. You saved their lives. They came mm. with TB. They are so thankful. They mm. come to you. They come for checkup. When they come and say, doctor, I have a headache. You're like, oh boy, like your heart would sink because mm. you knew that as night follows day, this one, this is it. So we lost, you know, 
one person dies, another one dies, another one dies. And it sort of keeps on eating at you like mm. I am I'm prolonging people's lives yeah. for them to die inevitably. Mm. It was almost like mm. death was inevitable. Mm. That was one part of it. HIV was one part of it. Mm. Then, of course, the system itself, Uganda has very many private practitioners. Mm-hmm. And I think the regulation is terrible. Mm. So, And it's private, local? Yeah, small. Let, let, mm. No, no, no. Mm. Private, so many, everybody can be a practitioner mm. almost. Mm. So you'd get these people who've mm. been mismanaged mm. in the system. Mm. As I've said, most of the cases we got for HIV were TB. Mm. But you find someone that's been treated like for malaria mm. for six months. Mm. They go here, they treat them malaria, malaria. They've given them all the antimalarials in the world. Mm. And this person walks in, you look at them and you can see like TB written on their face because it was so typical. And you ask yourself, what kind of system is it mm. that can't diagnose TB? Hmm. Like we are in HIV, everybody knows we are in an HIV yeah. epidemic. Mm. Like TB is one of the defining illnesses. Yeah. But how, wh- how, how can the system be so broken that somebody can be sick for mm. six, seven, eight months and none of, nobody has ever thought about They're just doing... checking them for TB? Mm. So you would get those, mm. lots of them, mm. have piles mm. of papers from mm. all sorts mm. of private mm. clinics and hospitals. Mm. And then you, you know, treat them and as I said, they go. Mm. So um, it was very rewarding from that perspective. Mm. Of, uh, we said we, we had a very good reputation, mm. far and wide, people mm. would come. Mm. Um, we started doing HIV counseling, mm. we did, um, uh, you know, all sorts of things, immunization, all that. And then now the other thing was, um, you know, those those issues of uh, obstetric emergencies. Mm. As I've said, we once did surgery on a woman who had something called a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and they had traveled for 48 hours Whoa. to get hospital. Mm. <laughs> the woman was pepper thin, like pepper white, 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 because she had bled like in the whole abdominal cavity and she was alive <laughs> that was like the most surprising thing and she had been bleeding she had been i think she bled until like the there was like clotting so the bleeding mm. stopped because mm. of the clotting mm. when i think about that i was like wow like this is a system where you can get a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and you spend 48 hours trying to get care and you still survive it um Plot twists, that woman didn't pay and she ran away from hospital <laughs> without paying her medical bills. <laughs> that happened a lot. Um, and that was so depressing um, because like the, the amount of resources you put into that yeah. uh, patient, as mm, I've said, we mm. were struggling to keep afloat. Mm. And then you wake up in the morning and say, this woman just disappeared. You find mm. the, the bed is empty and they didn't mm. pay one single bill. It was one of those <laughs> depressing things in the system. Mm. And so um, mm. so you have to, you struggle with, okay, what do I do? Mm. Do I not treat people yeah, unless, unless is, they put money? Yeah. Should we have sent this woman on her way you know? to another hospital? Mm. And um, those people, as I said, they are, they are cattle keepers, so they don't mm. have cash mm. all the time. Mm. They only get cash after selling a cow. Mm. So we had to figure out that balance of, mm. You want to provide care, but you also need money mm. to keep the hospital running. What? And um, dealing with those non-payments. Were, <clears throat> were there funders or grants that would, would support this kind of... I mean, where you are situated already is a low-resource uh, yeah. environment. It, there is already good case that can be made for support. <laughs> so the only support which existed was um, the government 
was paying our salaries. As the and then as doctors who have been posted there. Right. But then the hospital was, was giving us an additional allowance. But our salaries were being paid by the government. Okay. So that's the government support that yeah. we gave to this. Mm. And then we'd get things like family planning, mm. commodities, mm. like vaccines, mm -hmm. like TB drugs. Mm. So a lot of things would get them from mm. the government mm. for free. But overheads and yeah. other things. But then like all the nurses, yeah. all the clinical officers, yeah. all those were the being paid. The running costs needed to exactly. come from. We're being paid from. The, the the fees yeah. from from, yeah. from from patients Ish. and yeah but it was like baptism by fire you learn a lot of things mm. dealing with people supervision mm. mentorship mm. discipline mm. 